Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The murder of a prominent businessman in Colorado was particularly difficult to solve since the killers left virtually no forensic evidence at the scene. But information gathered from a small-town diner, an endocrinologist, and a forensic botanist took a bite out of the chief suspect's alibi. At an elevation of 7,000 feet... Steamboat Springs, Colorado, boasts one of the largest ski mountains in North America. Lifetime resident Jerry Boggs found the splendor of the small town ski resort inescapable. The family business, Boggs Hardware, had been on Main Street for 63 years. Jerry was the kind of person that everybody thought he was their best friend. He was a great guy. People loved him. He was kind, generous. You could trust him with your life. On October 22nd, 1993, Boggs didn't show up for work as he usually did. Jerry's brother went to his home and found him dead inside the back door. He had been shot to death. Nearby was a plastic bag and a bloody shovel. So it appeared that he had been ambushed. Um, someone was hitting him in the head with a shovel, and far enough to hit the overhead beam. Boggs often kept his doors unlocked, but there were no valuables missing. Investigators could find no foot impressions, foreign hairs, or fibers. We didn't have any direct evidence. We didn't have any uh, fingerprints, any DNA, anything that directly connected anyone to the crime scene. A neighbor reported seeing two suspicious-looking men near Boggs' home on the day of the murder. And police had another suspect, Jerry Boggs' ex-wife, Jill Coit. The two got married when Jill became pregnant with Jerry's baby. I don't think he was in love with her. I think that she tricked him and uh, into getting married. The marriage lasted for only seven days. Jerry had the marriage annulled when he learned that Jill hadn't gotten a divorce from her previous husband. I couldn't figure out what in the world he was doing with this woman because in one hour, I could tell that she was just off the wall. Absolutely the strangest person and not at all suited for Jerry. 
After the annulment, the two barely spoke. And she would come to Steamboat and she would call up people that Jerry knew, talk about the child and how Jerry had thrown them out and he was a horrible person. When questioned, Jill said she had an alibi for the night of Jerry's murder. She said she was camping at the Poudre National Park 150 miles away. Her new boyfriend, Michael Backus, corroborated her alibi. Investigators were left to wonder who killed Jerry Boggs and why. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. revealed that Jerry Boggs had been beaten with a shovel and shot three times in the chest with a 25 caliber pistol. Investigators closely analyzed the shovel for clues. The shovel itself was very old. The wood was very porous. Our lab people concluded that whoever was using it was probably wearing gloves. So there were bloody hand prints on it, and you could see where fingers had been, but there was no ridge detail with which to make an identification. In addition to the head injuries and bullet wounds, there were some other injuries that experts couldn't explain. Based on body temperature and rigor mortis, methods that are crude and sometimes inaccurate, the medical examiner estimated that Boggs died sometime the night before his body was found. Police had two leads. A neighbor reported seeing two men near Boggs' home earlier in the afternoon on the day Boggs was killed. Boggs' ex-wife, Jill Coit, was also a suspect. She and Boggs had been fighting over a $100,000 loan Boggs made to Jill's bed and breakfast hotel during their brief marriage. It was an embarrassment, too. You know, you live in a small town, you know all these people, you get married, you've never been married before, you get married, and all of a sudden, you've, you've got this can of worms to deal with that was just so much. It was just horrible for him. Jill had an alibi for the night of the murder. Investigators wanted to make sure Boggs was killed at night and not earlier in the day. For a better estimate of the time of death, Dr. Doberson decided to analyze the undigested food in Boggs' stomach. So if we could find out where he ate, 
and at what time he ate, we could really narrow down the time of death. In retracing Bob's steps on the day of the murder, investigators learned that Jerry opened the hardware store at 10 o'clock as he did every morning. He worked for a while, then walked two doors down to the shack for breakfast. The folks in the cafe said, oh yeah, he stopped by here and had his usual. To see if breakfast was Boggs' last meal, investigators turned to scientists at the University of Colorado. David Norris, an endocrinologist, and his colleague, forensic botanist Jane Bach, were asked to examine Boggs' stomach contents. Dr. Norris placed a sample of Boggs' stomach contents on a slide. Under his microscope, Dr. Norris saw a jumble of irregular hexagons. He recognized them as the intact cells of either potato or apple. Both have nearly identical cell structures. To determine which one, Dr. Norris used potassium iodide, a test for the presence of starch. A drop of it is added to the material on the slide, and if starch is present, it will turn black. Under a microscope, the cells turn black, which confirmed the presence of starch. The cells were from potatoes. Since Jerry ate hash browns on the day he was murdered, the presence of potatoes seemed to indicate breakfast was his last meal. Or was it? In addition to the potato cells, I also saw cells of onions. And these are relatively easy to identify because of the brick-like shape of the cells and the way they're, they're put together kind of like looking at a brick wall. The short-order cook at the diner insisted he never put onions in the eggs or the hash brown potatoes. So we thought, well, this is a worry. Maybe uh, he did have another later meal. Another meal meant that Boggs was killed after dinner. The prime suspect, his ex-wife Jill Coit, had an airtight alibi for that night. The only other suspects were the two men seen near Boggs' home, whom police hadn't yet identified. murder of Jerry Boggs baffled police in the quiet resort town of Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Investigators found evidence that Boggs grew suspicious of his ex-wife after the annulment when he caught her lying about her date of birth. Boggs hired his friend, Judy Pryor Lewis, a private investigator, to look into Jill's background. And what she uncovered was shocking. She learned that Jill lied about her pregnancy with Jerry's baby. She hadn't been pregnant at all. She had a hysterectomy years earlier. She claimed to have a child, and we were all telling him, there is no child. It's, it's all just a, a, a ruse. He, he still believed it. He, he just couldn't accept it. Jill was a former model and beauty queen who had lied to Jerry about her background and the number of times she was married. Jill Lonita Billiot, Einan Moore Coit Brody, DeRosa Metzger Steely Boggs Carroll had been married nearly a dozen times. 
I don't smoke or drink. I guess my greatest sin is that I get married. Jill had married and divorced another man after Jerry and was about to walk down the aisle yet again to her new boyfriend, Michael Backus. And what was Boggs' reaction? He started laughing. We just sat and laughed. He's like, oh, my God. What wasn't so funny was Jill's third husband, William Coit, had been murdered 20 years earlier with the same caliber weapon that killed Jerry Boggs. William Coit's murder was unsolved. The circumstances were very similar in that both Jerry Boggs and William Coit were preparing to take her to court. They were within a week of a court date. They were within a week of a court date where um, her character was going to be exposed. And Boggs' private investigator found evidence that Jill falsely claimed to be pregnant in other marriages, presumably for financial purposes. Mr. Boggs, I think, was at the point of disclosing to the world many things about Jill Coit that she wanted to remain secret. And she had taken, I think, very, a very dramatic step to ensure that that did not occur. She'd gotten away with so many things, and she was proud of it, that she's been married, you know, 10 or 11 times, six bigamies out of that. All these kids, she says, she's had, she hasn't, and she couldn't stand it. Jill said she was camping in a state park on the night of Boggs' murder. But in order to completely eliminate her as a suspect, investigators needed to be sure Boggs was killed at night and not earlier in the day. Boggs' murder presumably happened at night, after dinner since onions were discovered in his stomach. The cooks at the shack insisted they didn't put onions in Boggs' breakfast on the morning of his death. One of Steamboat's homicide investigators decided to take a closer look. Not to be deterred, he took himself down there and stood in the kitchen and watched them making breakfast one morning. The cook prepared the same breakfast Jerry Boggs always ate. True to his word, the cook did not add onions to the hash browns he threw on the grill. But while watching the grill, homicide investigators saw a flurry of activity that suddenly explained everything. Every time the cook turned an omelet or scattered an order of hash browns, small portions of diced onions from other orders would get mixed in. I believe he photographed the spatula that was used to flip the eggs to grill the hash brown potatoes, and the edge of the spatula is covered with bits of onion. You don't know when you're getting the food at the other end what's going on on the grill. Breakfast had, in fact, been Jerry Boggs' last meal. We felt vindicated, you know, and we felt very good about that because uh, we knew they were there. Boggs was killed just a few hours after breakfast. Jill Coit did not have an alibi for the afternoon of Boggs' death. Still, the stomach contents yielded only circumstantial evidence. We didn't have any direct evidence. We didn't have any uh, fingerprints, any DNA, anything that directly connected anyone to the crime scene. We didn't have anything uh, in the nature of, of a confession in connection with the case. We didn't have smoking gun type of evidence. 
armed with a search warrant, police searched Jill's car and found wigs, maps of Mexico, and a stun gun. Was it possible it was Jill Coit in disguise that the neighbors saw walking in the vicinity of Jerry's home on the afternoon of his murder? used in Jerry Boggs' murder, a 25 caliber pistol was not found in Jill Coit's car. But investigators suspected the stun gun in her trunk may have caused the unusual marks on Boggs' face and neck, which were noted during the autopsy. Stun gun injuries fall into a category of injuries called patterned injuries, which means the injuries mirror the object that caused them. So in the case of a stun gun injury, you will have uh, electrical burns mimic the distance between the electrodes that caused them. The injuries lined up identically with the distance between the electrodes. Pig skin most closely resembles human skin. So Dr. Doberson applied the stun gun to a live, anesthetized pig to see if he could reproduce the round, reddish marks on Jerry Boggs' neck and face. The forensic evidence was bringing the crime into focus. The witness who reported seeing two men near Jerry's home on the day of the murder said Jill Coit and her boyfriend, Michael Backus, resembled the men in height. Jill liked to wear disguises and had a number of disguises. And eventually we even uh, came up with a photograph that had been taken of her sometime prior to the homicide where she was wearing a, a beard and a mustache. And Jill's alibi disintegrated when police could find no evidence that she had signed in and paid the admission fee to Poudre National Park on the day of the murder. Jill Coit and Michael Backus were arrested and charged with first-degree murder. At the preliminary hearing, it appeared even Jill was impressed with the forensic evidence against her. I remember presenting all of that in front of the judge, and she was there. At the end, I picked up all my materials and slides and walked out next to her, and she looked at me and said, nice job. And then I, I, I took that as quite a compliment. And there was a surprise witness. Jill's son, Seth, testified against her. Right after she and Bacchus had committed the murder, she telephoned Seth to let him know. Um, I believe her words to him were something to the effect of, it's over, and it was messy. It did not appear to me that he really had participated in any meaningful way, that he had been a conspirator in connection with that. It appeared to me that he had been very little more than an unwilling uh, person being provided information by somebody who was trying to get him to engage in activity. Prosecutors believe that Michael Backus and Jill Coit, in disguise, entered Jerry's home in the early afternoon with the intent of murdering Boggs, presumably to end their financial dispute. 
After having his usual breakfast of eggs, toast, and hash browns, which had been unknowingly spiked with onions, Boggs left work early that day and arrived home sometime after 1 p.m. When he did, Jill and her boyfriend were waiting. Boggs was ambushed at the back door, first with a stun gun, then with the shovel. After a suffocation attempt failed, prosecutors believe it was Jill who shot Boggs three times with a 25 caliber pistol. The two were careful not to leave incriminating evidence, and their disguises were almost foolproof. They never realized forensic science could identify the specific items in Boggs' stomach which destroyed their flimsy alibi. When news of the crime became public, Jill's oldest son, William, came forward with his suspicions that his mother had also killed his father, William Coit Sr., some 20 years earlier. She's more like a praying mantis. She just devours them once she gets a hold of them. It took the jury only five hours to find Jill Coit and Michael Backus guilty of first-degree murder. I think she was more or less motivated on the money. I think she thought that would make her happy in life. And look where she is. So apparently money can't buy you everything, huh? They were both sentenced to life in prison with no possibility of parole. I believe that Jill Coit was aware that there are methods for determining time of death. I don't think she was aware that the stomach contents could be that telling. It ultimately blew her alibi out of the water. I think she was pretty clever. They were pretty clever in, in wearing, uh, you know, bringing along clothing and, or plastic bags or whatever they used to camouflage themselves from, from leaving forensic evidence. I mean, they, there were no prints, the, no hairs, nothing. And so they, they were very cautious about that, but she should have been watching some of your shows. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.